Let us open our Bibles to the epistle of Titus for an opening passage of Scripture. Titus chapter 3. The Lord in His providence has brought us this morning to sermons 97 and 98 in our study of the epistle to the Romans. And we've come to the weightiest, most definitive sentence in the entire Bible about God's electing grace in the salvation of His people in Romans 9, 22 through 24. And because last Lord's Day was spent on that horrible doctrine of reprobation, and by horrible I mean it strikes horror in the hearts of men and strikes horror in the hearts of wicked men especially, or it should, We're thankful to come to verse 23 of the ninth chapter today, which shows us the other side of God's electing purposes from eternity, and that's to save His people, whom He calls in this passage the vessels of mercy. And here we'll read momentarily about the mercy of God in Titus chapter 3. I'm going to read to you verses 3 down through 7 of the third chapter of Titus. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Amen and amen. It mentions mercy in the fifth verse, that He saved us according to His mercy. And in the seventh verse, it says that we were justified by His grace. Both words meaning very similar things. It's commonly explained that grace should mean unmerited favor. But that does it no justice in definition. Unmerited favor is not nearly good enough because unmerited favor would assume that we are in a neutral position before God. We just haven't merited His favor. The true definition should be demerited favor. We have merited the opposite of His favor. We have merited eternal judgment, but instead He shows us eternal kindness through Christ Jesus our Lord. When it says in the fourth verse that the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, that's not toward all men. That's what we're learning in Romans chapter 9. And because it says mercy in the fifth verse, what we've learned in Romans chapter 9 already is God saying to Moses and Paul repeating it for our learning, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. There are six occurrences of the will of God 
regarding mercy in two occurrences regarding His hardening, and it's according to His will. It's not by works of righteousness, but according to His mercy He saved us. And in that fifth verse, the saving that's under description there is regeneration, which we understand to be our vital salvation. God eternally purposed to save us. Christ legally paid the price on the cross. But during our lifetime, we need to have a transformation made on the inside of being born again. Not with that first nature we received from our earthly parents, but with the heavenly nature of the new man, as it's described in the epistles, of our second birth, or our quickening, or our regeneration to be generated again, is to be born again, as it's described right here. And He shed this mercy on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Lord, because without Jesus Christ, our older brother, our Savior, our high priest, our apostle, our Lord, there is no salvation. Because God's perfect and holy justice has to be satisfied, and it was satisfied in punishing the Lord Jesus Christ in our stead. And we are thankful so much for that. And we get to be thankful all day today because of Romans 9, 23 and 24 setting us forward as opposed to those that we studied last Lord's Day in the 22nd verse. You know, the apostle would go on to say in the 8th verse, This is a faithful saying, And these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. We do not want to become slothful or slack in our Christian profession. But if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're called to be careful in maintaining good works. That's what He saved us for. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says, We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. That's why He saved us. And in Ephesians 2, like here, that's why He regenerated us. That new nature is to work out the things that God has worked in. Without that nature, we have no interest in the things of God, and that's why so few do. Because without being born again, there isn't a nature that loves God. But He has worked in us both to will and to do of His good pleasure, and with fear and trembling, we ought to work that salvation out, as Philippians chapter 2 tells us. Let's celebrate today by being thankful for Romans 9, 23 and 24 and what it embodies for the elect of God, and God's abundant showering of mercy upon those vessels of mercy that He had afore prepared unto glory. Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven, hallowed be Thy great and glorious name. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, for the Lord Jesus Christ, and that You chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. We thank Thee that You predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of Your own will. And to the praise of the glory of Your grace, You have made us accepted in the Beloved. We thank Thee for Thy beloved Son, And we thank Thee that in Him we have found acceptance with Thee. And we bless and praise Your holy name. Heavenly Father, 
because you have declared that you will have mercy on whom you will have mercy, and whom you will, you'll harden. We see that you hardened Pharaoh, but you saved your people through the Red Sea, and we thank thee this day for saving us. Heavenly Father, the truth being told, and which we freely confess, though painfully, as we've just read in this third of Titus, we ourselves also were foolish, disobedient, deceived, foolish, hateful, and hating one another. We know that by nature there is no difference between us and anyone else. It is all of your nature in showing grace and mercy upon us through Jesus Christ our Lord. We thank you for free justification through Him. Heavenly Father, this day we lift up our hearts and we shall lift up our voices to praise Thee for having loved us and saved us through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for setting your affection on us before the world began when you placed us in Christ Jesus and made us acceptable by covenant. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. O Lord, a people bought should live every day of their lives in constant regard to the price that was paid on Calvary for their sins. But alas, O Lord, we foolishly, stubbornly, Follow the lust of our flesh in the course of this world at times. And we pray that you would forgive us, not only for our sins, but the sinfulness that remains in our members. We look forward to that day, Heavenly Father, when we shall be glorified in thy presence, delivered from the presence of sin, and forever glorified, holy, perfectly holy, completely holy in thy presence. Heavenly Father, without thy word, we would not know thee. Without thy grace and the enlightening power of the Holy Spirit, we would not understand thy word. It's all of grace, and we bless and we thank thee for every aspect of it. Heavenly Father, we believe and confess that it's not by might nor by power, but by thy Spirit, saith the Lord. And we ask thee this day for an outpouring of thy Holy Spirit in each of our hearts, that we would humble ourselves before thy word that we would rejoice in this great salvation and that we would purpose and resolve with all our spiritual might to live holy lives as we go out of this place. Be with thy congregations, thy saints and thy servants in every place where they call upon thy name in sincerity and in truth. Bless them, Heavenly Father. Feed your people with knowledge and understanding. Let the word of the Lord have free course and be glorified, and defend your faithful ministers. Open the word of God to them, that they might boldly and plainly declare the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Heavenly Father, for our nation, we pray that you would preserve it and keep it, that you would bless our rulers and leaders with wisdom and discretion, that you would guide them to see and to know a course that would be for the benefit of your saints in this country. We thank you that we live in the greatest nation on earth by your providential blessing. And we pray that you would yet preserve it. Heavenly Father, our nation deserves to be destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah before us, like Israel numerous times because of their sins. But we ask you for the sake of the righteous in this country that you will yet preserve it. Be with those who dedicate themselves for a short time or a career to defend us. 
And O Lord, guide all decisions that are made, that the word of the Lord might continue to be preached and practiced with liberty and freedom in this country. Our Father in heaven, we thank Thee for every good thing that we enjoy. We're thankful for Your mercy toward Jennifer. We're thankful for Your mercy toward Jonathan. We're thankful for Your preserving mercy for each of us that we are here this morning. And Heavenly Father, for all those daily manifold blessings that You pour upon us, You provide our daily bread, meal after meal after meal. You sustain our health and strength. You provide the means of income. You have blessed us abundantly, and we thank Thee. Do receive our thanksgiving as a sacrifice from our lips. Be with us in this hour, and Heavenly Father, let our worship come into Thy holy presence and be pleasing in Thy sight. Guide us according to the truth of Thy Word. Let us not misdivide or misapply a single phrase of Your precious Scriptures, and let us follow them faithfully every day of our lives. Have mercy upon us. We stand before Thee, weak in ourselves, but strong in our God. We know that by nature we cannot approach Thee ourselves, but through the purchased price, the finished sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come boldly asking for Your grace and help in this time. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.